Welcome to the Abandoning Average podcast here for the aspiring Christian woman. There's a lot of self-doubt. Why am I not doing this? And then you're like, oh, well, because just because I'm afraid of it. There's also this norm of, well, why are you doing something different? I don't want you to be. People want for other people to look at them and say, oh, that person is successful. They put their mind to something and they did it. What happens most of the time is people start something and then it doesn't go anywhere. I think a lot of people aren't aware that they're actually like afraid to do something out of the ordinary. So then they don't do anything. By choosing to do something different, you are setting yourself apart. Fear of rejection, fear of anything is normal. It's what you do with it. Fundamentally, being different, doing something different isn't bad because God has given a purpose and that's what matters. I'm your host, Amanda Boardwine, and welcome to the journey to abandoning average. Welcome to another Abandoning Average episode. This is episode number 13, and we have a special guest on here. Her name is Marla Stanley, and she is a faith-based health coach, a biblical counselor, and a bombshell hair enthusiast. Yes, accurate. (laughs) Awesome. So I have a couple of fun questions just to make this kind of fun going into it, but what is the strangest thing that you've ever eaten? (gasps) Cause, oh. cause you've been all over the world, and I know you've eaten some oh strange foods. Oh wow! I'd have to say some of the very, very all too fresh seafood in South Korea. Oh no! I'm not huge on seafood, and so when the squid is still alive and you're moving and crawling down your throat, yep, trying to come back <laughs> up, like not no, yeah, no, not cool. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've done that with octopus. It's yes, like, yes. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, then other one. So we both grew up together. Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what was your favorite thing about Korea? Because that's where we both uh, About growing up in Korea? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Only one? So many things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe two or three. No, like the overarching one of my favorite was just the gift of the experience of growing up internationally, I treasure that every day, even now as an adult with children of my own, it's just something that was so unique and such a wonderful experience. Challenging, (laughs) humbling, uh, learning a second language at three years old, um, you know, being just trying to make friends and, and all of that, but the beauty in all of that and the gift in all of that and that I'm just going to be totally me here is that it taught me at a very, very early age that this world is not my home. Mm -hmm. And that even though I may feel torn between places and where my heart is and the people that I love who are spread across the globe, it was such a gift to know that my home is ultimately in heaven with the Lord. And so I can just find a peace no matter where I'm at. So that honestly, that was like the biggest. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, when Anthony and I got married, he was like, how can we do this? How can we raise our kids to where they have like this international mindset? He was like, we need to do it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love it. Okay. So kind of transitioning from that so we grew up in Korea a little bit like age difference and everything but at Mm -hmm. the same time like that's that's where we were um where 
How did you go from that to now you're owning two businesses? Like, tell the story. Oh, <laughs> it's goodness. a long one, I know. But like, just go through like the different the different things that you've been through, different businesses that you've been through, and how you're here today with two. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> it, a lot of it, I want to say, started with, I went to Bible college. I knew that the Lord was leading me into some type of ministry pairing uh, my cross-cultural experience with my passion for counseling and helping people. And at some point, my one, my main counseling professor, who was also a dear, is still a dear mentor to me, said, Marla, you need to never be afraid to charge for your services. Mm. And it, it caught me off guard at the time, but it resonated with me. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to tuck that away for whenever I need to know this. Cause right now I'm still, you know, at that point I hadn't graduated with my undergrad yet. I hadn't finished my counseling certification. You know, a lot of things still developing in my counseling skills and practice. So my husband and I got married. We spent a couple years with him being in student ministry uh, which were wonderful. And I just got to be a support to that and kind of worked alongside of that. And really never, like I always had it in my head, I never want to be stuck in a counseling office. I never want to be in that, I don't know, kind of sterile clinical setting. At least that's what, that was my picture of it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I very much wanted the counseling that I did. And I am a faith-based counselor. I'm a biblical counselor. I, I, I approach everything from that worldview. So I want everything that I do to be very warm and open and just heart-to-heart -heart counseling, which really, in my definition, is a lot of spiritual discipleship um, and, and really walking through life together for a season as with me as a counselor. Uh, so at that point, I was finishing up my counseling certification while my husband was going through a couple years in youth ministry. We then moved overseas for a couple years and still this business idea was so far from me, but I had some sort of entrepreneurial drive because I had joined a network marketing company um, early on in our marriage, um, a, oh, like a cosmetic and, yeah. and skincare company and did really great with it. Um, but kind of viewed it as like, oh, this is just my hobby and kind of a ministry opportunity to connect with more women. And so in Korea, then I had the opportunity, what initially drew, drew us to Korea was the opportunity to start and establish a preschool program um, so cool. for the international <laughs> church there. And what, the, again, I, I'm a little bit entrepreneurial and I'm like, I've never done that before, but heck yeah, let's go sure. do it. <laughs> let's go run a preschool and do this thing. Like we can do this. So I went and I did that and was really proud of myself because within a year off the ground, we were in the black and not in the red. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> We've done well. It was amazing. It was vastly successful. I was so surprised. Yeah. Yes. And it was it's cool. still going today. Yeah, I know. I, I established it and ran it for the first two years and then handed it off at, after the birth of our first daughter there in Korea. Mm -hmm. um, and all in that time frame, I was finishing my counseling certification, going through my um, observation hours. And um, actually, Amanda gave me the- Who was your first? She was my, <laughs> one of my first clients. She's like, I'm kind of going through some stuff. I'm sure I'm like, can I 
can you will you let me counsel yeah you? can we yeah this? it was amazing guys just so you know like <laughs> the best thing ever yeah it was yeah. wonderful it was wonderful and i'm so grateful i might have to say thank you to you again and again and again because i'm so grateful for your willingness We're, it's just mutual <laughs> to allow me to practice on you um because god just used that i know he used that in your life but he used that in my life to help me to grow and learn and develop some skills um so yeah i passed off um i actually kind of stopped doing my network marketing business i passed off the preschool left that in other hands it's still going today so yay that's awesome and came back to the states and i'm like okay i'm a full-time mom like that's all i'm doing I, I always said to my husband, when we have kids, I'm going to be home with them. And my ideal was I will be home with them until they are, at least until they are all in school. However many children our home is blessed with, I will be home with them in those early years because I really have a conviction that those early years are pretty foundational mm -hmm. and they are. <laughs> um, and yet God opened doors again. Um, through crazy circumstances, uh, we went through a season coming back from Korea where my husband and I both were unemployed. We just, we didn't, we didn't even have a home at the time. We didn't have a car. It was kind of crazy. I, I hesitate to use the word homeless, but we were homeless. Um, other than we did have a few family and friends who were trying to help us out. You know, we weren't on the street. Um, so through that, God opened doors for me to start working from home part-time for a gentleman who is a small business owner and learning what he needed me to do as an assistant, just began to open my eyes to people working from home to what a small business looked like. And I very quickly went, I can do this. Like, this is possible. This is workable. And it was workable for me with a six month old baby uh, in my arms and, and working around as a mom working around nap times and sleep schedules and all of that and just fitting in work into those open spaces in my day. So I ended up joining another network marketing company. So funny before I ever <laughs> even got to the point of using my counseling and establishing a counseling business and a coaching business. Um, God led me to another network marketing company, which I'm so grateful for. I spent four plus years, um, diligently working with this company, uh, not really seeing the financial um, fruits that I hoped to see, that I wanted to see. However, walking away from that with such a heart for women in their health. And it was a health and wellness company that I loved, that I was very passionate about. And God used that to show me this intersection of where my biblical counseling training and women's deep need for solid guidance in the health industry intersected. Mm -hmm. And therein came my faith-based health coaching <laughs> of, yeah. I have the solution to this problem that women are facing with eating disorders and body image issues and um, just the weight and diet cycle and going back and forth, you know, and so mm -hmm. there, therein came my launch of my counsel, first counseling because I had all the counseling and then br broadening that into health coaching. And so I have been in business for myself for the last couple of years. And then out of nowhere, last fall, 
uh, as I was done with that other company and really branching into my own thing and, and just stretching my wings a little bit, uh, God dropped a new <laughs> social network marketing company in my life. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it really was. And I went, really? This doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Um, but I love it. And I love the opportunities that God's given mm-hmm. me to mm-hmm. just be a part of that and be a part of mentoring other women and helping them in developing their own freedom in the marketplace and, and really gaining, we, we just have a wonderful environment of women who are helping one another and building each other up, learning business skills yeah. together. Yeah. That, that was, I think the big thing that God led me to was just a community of women who are partnering together. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Go. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew, but we are both in the same, we're partnered with the same company. Yes. And so I can totally attest to that. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally all about the, they're so wonderful with their community and how much they give to yes. us. And it's, it's so cool, but okay. So the reason I wanted you to tell that whole story is I wanted people to see like you've been through three network marketing companies. Like you're you're on your third and it's incredible. And Maybe there was more? there was actually a fourth snuck in there that wasn't huh. really a business venture. It was just <laughs> okay. You know, you sign up and you love the product, so you sign up for a discount. Sure. Um. So there was uh-huh. that one in there too, which a dear friend of mine was like, "Oh yeah, well when you're ready to get this stuff for free, just let me know. We're gonna help build you a team." Mm-hmm. And I always was kind of like. I, yeah, I could, but I, my heart just wasn't there. There was no passion. There was no, yeah. God wasn't leading in that direction. So I'm like, I can't even like muster <laughs> for this right now. No, so, <laughs> just not it. now. I still love supporting her and I still purchase um, from that's home. awesome. But yeah, so there's yeah. actually four. <laughs> oh my. Okay. So yeah, four. And then also like these other things that you've built yes. and th- Part of the reason that I want to share, I want to dig deeper into like each of those, but part of the reason too is I think that there's a lot of people that really struggle with, um, but it won't be perfect from the start or, uh, or I'm scared to do that. And it's like, okay, yeah. you're, you're an established biblical counselor now and, and working to scale and build your business. And you're also working to scale and build a like starting to be a successful network marketing business. Like you're starting that. And so it's at the very cusp of that. And people see that and it's just like, okay, (laughs) you've done this like overnight, basically. Like, it's just this, this is who you are. And it's like, no, there's so many other steps. There's so much. There's so much, Amanda. And let me just keep it really real. I was in tears yesterday over this perfection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just Every me day for me. Totally transparent. Yes. I mean, if I allow myself to stop and really dwell on it, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'll just say this because yes, I'm established and my business is established, but every day is an opportunity for growth and for learning and for setting aside the things that are distractions and for focusing in better on how to best serve our customers and our clients and, and how to, you know, for me as a counselor, how to build them up in the truth of God's word and who he says that they are and helping them navigate through sticky situations um, and, and change the way they think. And so I just, I have to say, we have to abandon perfection. We Mm -hmm. have to. Um, yeah, which is so hard because it's like part of my personality <laughs> is this idea that I can be perfect and there is a perfect scenario and I'm going to doggone it, find it yeah. and carry it out. And yet what always grounds me 
And this is what grounded me last night. I was writing in my journal, thank you, God, that I am not perfect because it forces my dependence on God and I will never outgrow my dependence on him. And that is bottom line truth. Can't escape it. It's, it's the best boundary there could possibly be. And it's such a good reminder for me every night when I hit my pillow and God says, you need rest. That's right. Because I'm not perfect. Thank you, God, that I need rest. What an opportunity to just surrender <laughs> and trust God. Yeah. All of that. No. So, there's my nutshell perfection. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I agree so much. Okay. So so talking about all of that, you've built like you were talking about rest. You're talking about like, yes. like kind of having this healthy outlook and in your business, in your life and everything. So one of the things that I like for sure wanted to talk about was um, your, and I want to make sure I get this right. Is it health, health core, health core heart formula, health heart core, heart core freedom <laughs> formula. It's Thank good. you. It's kind of a mouthful. No, heart it's formula. wonderful. Even if I don't know. Yes, it's all good. Uh, Our freedom formula is something that God really birthed in me through that process of uh, my experience coaching women through health and wellness for four plus years, uh, going through my own, (laughs) working through my own health, weight, body image issues, and really pairing, realizing that, yes, there are wonderful programs, there are wonderful nutritional supplements, there are wonderful Mm -hmm. coaches and structures and all of that. However... We can't address any of that for life to a point of healing, to a point of where you're actually recovered and you're able to go through your daily life in a way that is whole and that is full and that is what God has designed unless we have addressed it the way God designed to address it. So Mm -hmm. I've taken everything I know from biblical counseling and really brought that into what does God say about your health? How has he designed your health? your eating, your fitness, your, um, how has God designed your struggle with an eating disorder to glorify him? Mm -hmm. When we can bring that into alignment with his truth, all of a sudden the shame is gone, the chains are gone, and you are broken free to actually live your life the way God has designed you Mm -hmm. with purpose Mm -hmm. and with freedom. But it starts at the heart, hence heart core freedom yes. formula. Uh-huh. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that name now. <laughs> yeah, you got it now. Okay, so I know I know some people on here have have been talking a lot to me about that kind of stuff of like yes. there's this there's this um like how do you mesh the two together? So when you're actually meeting with people and this might be like totally situational, but for listeners who are like, "Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I need to know how to work through all of this." Uh, like what would you say is like the first thing that when you're talking to people, what do you point them to first? That's just like a generic, like this is what we're going to do first before anything else. Ooh. Okay. There is a little bit that's situational for mm-hmm. sure, because it totally depends on the person, the gravity of the situation. Like I, mm-hmm. I have worked, I do work with women who have eating disorders. Um, however, that we have to be very, very careful in those situations. If you have an eating disorder, a food addiction, um, or maybe you just suspect it and you're like, Ooh, is this developing in me? Do I, is this mm-hmm. happening? And maybe this is early sti- signs and stages. The stage where you are will determine 
how we start in that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always want to get a really strong assessment of where you are in your health and fitness journey, in your wellness. Um, Have you seen a doctor in the last Mm -hmm. six months or a year? Have you had a full physical? Have you seen someone who really takes into consideration as well, your whole self, Mm -hmm. not, not just um, your physical self mm-hmm. because Here's some checks on a list kind of right, go down the list right yeah. because there's more to us god didn't make us as strictly physical beings mm-hmm. he breathed his spirit into us and mm-hmm. so we've got to acknowledge that whenever we are addressing body mind and spirit all together we've got to address all of that so i do um take at least the first hour or two of our one-on-one time and do a full assessment I have a full like personal inventory that I have people fill out so that I can just get a really good idea of where are you and what's going on. And the first Mm -hmm. thing I always tell people I need from them is their honesty because until you're honest, looking in your own mirror with where you are, I can't help you Mm -hmm. because if I'm working on helping this situation over here, X situation, but what's really going on is Z. Well, then we've wasted, we've wasted the your whole time. time. Yep. <laughs> and I hate that. Yep. So that's, that's the first thing I always tell people is we just got to get really, really honest and know that that's what I want first and foremost from everyone is just be totally honest. Never be afraid to offend me or to say something that's going to hurt mm. me or upset me. You just got to put it all out there. And because you're helping yourself in that way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're, you're helping yourself. You're helping yourself to move forward in healing and in growth. Um, and in really understanding what's going on in your own body and your own mind. Cause sometimes we just get, we get cloudy in that and we don't Mm -hmm. know because maybe our self-care is a little bit off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but as far as like encouragement, what I, what I most want people to know when they're first starting out, and this is true whether you're working with me or whether you are going through, you know, a, a program or a, a fitness um, challenge at your gym, uh, whatever it might be, is that you can change. God designed you to change. And it's a beautiful and glorious and wonderful process. It's going to suck if you do it right because it's going to challenge every part of who you are. The physical is actually really easy, but the deeper level, what makes it last long-term for life, that's the hard part. That's the inner work. That's the mindset and the spiritual heart work that has to be done. And that right there is exactly why we have to break the diet cycle mindset. (laughs) Like we have to get away from that because that's what we tend to. We go, Oh, Oh man, I've packed on 20 pounds this winter. I got to get it off. Let me, let me, let me go to the run to the gym. We cut all the junk out of my life. That'll work for a short time, but you may find yourself right back where you were before. Mm -hmm. So we really want to establish long-term health and that starts deeper. So. Wow. (laughs) All the things. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So going over into, okay, so we were talking about, you have two businesses now and we're talking about this one and that one seems to be going like it, obviously any business owner wants to scale more and you want to keep growing and you want to keep, but 
um, as that's going fairly well and everything, like what made you start looking, like why were you looking for something else? What was kind of the, the heart behind looking for anything? Yeah. Um, the biggest, the biggest piece with why I started a second business last year was my ability to spread myself out between clients. When I am working one-to-one and this is part of why I put together like a premium package for people because I want to give you the best of me. I want to give you the best possible outcome that I can, which I know scientifically on a brain change level means we're working together for at least 90 days of Mm -hmm. saturated, concentrated time Mm -hmm. where we are really going through some change processes. I can only do that with so many people especially being respectful for the season of life that I'm in. I have mm-hmm. two small children, one in school, one in uh, preschool age, and I'm pregnant with the third on the way. I have to be very respectful of family responsibilities and just taking care of my husband, taking care of our home and our kids in the way that I want to, in the way that God has really drawn my heart to. Um, but at the same time, we're working on some pretty big goals. (laughs) And so to be able to achieve complete debt freedom, and I would say, uh, financial, financial freedom, but it's more than that. It's financial independence. We want, we want to, for the rest of our life, not be reliant on family, friends, or government to take care of our financial needs. So we are working towards that goal. And along with that extravagant generosity, we believe that God has gifted us and given us hearts to serve and to give freely. And we have been in places in our lives where we have not felt the freedom to do that because we're struggling to go from one bill to the next or from one medical bill um, to a school debt (laughs) payment, you know? And so being able to break through the paycheck to paycheck cycle and harsh reality for those of you ladies who are thinking, oh man, running your own business sounds so glamorous. Guess what? It, and I, and I don't say this to scare anyone because if God is calling you into business, run head first into business. He will help you sort it out um, and contact Amanda or myself. We'll be glad to point you to some of our favorite resources. Absolutely. Um, but business is expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive, but especially when you're establishing your own small business, there are overhead costs and you need to factor those in. And so for me, as far as the coaching and counseling side goes, I do my best to keep my overhead costs very low. And I've done pretty well to do that. I still, every quarter I'm going, okay, where can I, where can I be a better steward of this? Do I really need this in there? Can I do this better by myself? And I'm, I'm always reviewing those things, but to offer our family, like I said, especially just in this season of intense motherhood <laughs> and family building, the freedom financially to have multiple streams of income. And I didn't mention this, but I'm going to, because, uh, I got to just challenge me to be even more bold with this is the biggest thing on my heart was to have a massive giving goal. And I wanted you to go here, go here. Okay. Do it. (laughs) I'll tell you just like the snippet of backstory on this. 
I was reading from someone, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about how in their business, they felt like they were going to be successful when they made a million dollars revenue. And I thought, oh, that's cool. But then he said, you know what? God really challenged me to think differently about that and that I would truly be successful. I could define a measure of success when I had given away a million dollars in profits from my business. And I went, oh, that's so good. I have to take that. I have to adopt that, right? And then God just whispered to me in that moment, did I tell you to adopt that? And I went, oh, okay, Lord. And so I just stopped and I prayed and I listened. I love taking time in prayer to listen. I encourage you to do that if you've never tried it before. Pray and stop and listen and expect an answer. It's great. And I said, okay, Lord, what amount do you want us to give in profits? from this business that you've given us or multiple businesses. And clearly God just whispered to me five. And I went, <sighs> my jaw is on the like, floor. <laughs> every bit of oxygen left the room. I just was brought to the end of myself and to complete and utter dependence on God, which is exactly where he wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. because there he can do something with me there. He can do something with my business. Mm-hmm. And my husband was in the kitchen. I was sitting at the dining room table. I said, Hey babe, he goes, what? I said, you're not ready for this. He's like, well, what <laughs> is it? I said, well, God just told me how much we're supposed to give away from my business. He goes, bring it on. What are we giving? I was like, five million dollars. <laughs> he goes, yeah, let's do it. Oh, I wow. This. I love this. Oh, so, yeah. That was the big vision was learning from other entrepreneurs. I know that there are many, many, many who have been very successful millionaires. The average millionaire, I want to say has seven streams of income. I think it's seven. Something mm-hmm. like that. The, that's yeah. It might be off because I've heard that for a little while, mm-hmm. but I was just listening to Chris Volotin, highly recommend mm-hmm. his book on money, riches, wealth, something like that. I can't remember. I wrote it down at one point yeah. somewhere, uh, but it's a great, <laughs> I think great it's that. book. I was just listening to the audio version of it. And he said that for his family, they actually have 12, 12 streams mm-hmm. of income. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, okay, Lord, I, I know you've given me this, this one and you're opening doors for this second one. And obviously we, we need them because how else are we going to come up with $5 million to yeah. give away, <laughs> let alone, uh-huh covering expenses, paying for our our family. And then we're not extravagant by any means, but you know, just living life, right? Life has expenses Mm -hmm. and paying bills and that kind of thing. So yeah. So we are running after a $5 million giving goal. That's (gasps) I just want to like pause on this for a second because (laughs) I know I've literally had conversations with people and I've felt it myself where somehow it's ingrained in our heads that you give 10% and only 10%. Right. And it's a struggle to get there. Yes. And yes. um, I, I really like that's that's one of my biggest messages is like, please get like work through that and figure out, okay, God doesn't God doesn't limit himself. Right. And he's not limiting you either. Right. And so if you see a need, like listen, listen for people's needs, listen for what's going on and then figure out because all of it is his. It's not this 10 percent that you give back. Right. So 
And and I, I always challenge people as well, because I know there's a lot of debate. Is the tithe, you know, a New Testament command and all of that kind of thing? And I always challenge people to say, well, are you trying to give more? Or are you trying to give less? Mm-hmm. What What is the motive here? Because really the tithe came about and, and what God asks of us is to give back first. It's the mm-hmm. first fruit. It's the cream of the crop. Are we willing to give to him whatever that is, mm-hmm. whatever that cream is? Trusting, again, dependence on God trusting that he's going to take care of our needs, Mm -hmm. trusting that he's going to provide even more abundantly beyond that cream of the crop, beyond that first portion that comes in from the harvest. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I've been convicted. It's not about a number. It's not about a 10th. I mean, 5 million, I'm going, okay, God, how do we come up with 5 million? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) It's not my job to figure out how. It's my job to just be faithful today, be a diligent worker to serve well and Mm -hmm. God will provide the abundance. He will provide the flow. And I think a lot of us tend to have a scarcity mentality. I know I have, and I, every day, I just finished my affirmations this morning, working through my struggle with money, with finances, with scarcity. And that's a lack of trust. That's my Mm -hmm. lack of trust in God. Like you said, he has Mm -hmm. more than enough. And that means he has more than enough for me and for you and for every person here. Yeah. So, yeah. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's literally what I wanted to talk about. I was like, okay, I want to tell all this story leading up to this, but this is like, I think so many people could benefit so much from hearing that. I know there's so many listeners that have like, we've talked about this before and it's just such, such a key thing. And I know for the both of us, we've both talked about like the mentality of, um, living with open hands. And I think that that's such a key way to be able to bring it out in your life is like, what are you holding on to tightly? And there's things that I'm struggling with now that I'm like, I know I'm holding on tightly to this. Like, how do you, how do you let go? How do you start living more with open hands? So, okay. I have to say something else on that. Yes. do. Yeah. Open hands and everything reminded me. And I have had some mentors who talked to me about Marley, you're, you're, you're really viewing this work that you do. So awesome coaches and and people who I've listened to and learned from who said, you know, when money is hard to earn, it's hard to let go of too. Mm -hmm. And they're not even necessarily biblically minded people all the time, but they're saying this and I'm going, you know what? Do I work for money or do I work for God? Mm Mm-hmm. Am I being a slave to money or am I truly a slave to righteousness? And I'm committed to being a kingdom worker who, whatever I put my hand to, I work as if it's to the glory of God, not the glory of a dollar. Mm. And so that living with open hands, it's all about letting it flow. And so when we approach our work, whatever your work is, because you know what? As a mom, I don't get paid for my work, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's glorious work. It's wonderful work. And so living with open hands and approaching our work to the glory of God allows God to just pour and pour and pour through our hands. When we're holding it tight, there's nowhere for him to pour. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere for him to put 
that abundant blessing. So my challenge to everyone listening is to just loosen your grip. Let, let your hands open. Try it for an hour. <laughs> You'll be amazed at what God does. Try it for a day. Try it for a week. However long you can handle. Add time onto that every yeah. time. Add a little bit more time onto that. And knowing you guys, we have to remember too, Chris Vallotton says this in his book. We've got to remember that, you know, what we're reaping right now is a result of what we sowed in the last season. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, it's gonna still be hard because what you were sowing before, you're still reaping for this mm-hmm. season. You need to go, I challenge you to go an entire year. You don't get to judge God's abundant blessing on your life for an entire calendar year, because then you've gone Mm -hmm. through four full seasons and you've allowed it time to actually see the results come through. And guys, this is true, whether you're talking about money and finances, whether you're talking about uh, your physical health go a full year consistently doing whatever your coach, trainer, naturopath, um, nutritionist is telling you to do, go a full year. Mm -hmm. You're cutting it short if you try to shorten the process from that. And this is true in your marriage, in your relationships. Um, I, this, this is true across the board, whoever I work with, whether, whether it's in counseling and we're, we're dealing with an anxiety problem, whether it's in, uh, food addiction, and we are trying to break chains of food addiction or whether it is in business. And I am mentoring a new uh, woman in business. You got to give it at least a full year. Wow. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to like, I was literally like writing down at one point. I'm like, I have to remember all these things. It's all recorded. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to listen to my own podcast. I'm like, I need to learn more. (laughs) Okay. So I have a couple, like a few more questions that are just super quick and um, we can wrap this all up, but I just, I love everything that you shared. Okay. So what's one um, biz or spiritual slash biblical mentor that you are listening to a lot lately? Like who's somebody that you would just kind of encourage other people to go listen to? I have two that come to mind right now. So I'm going to share both of them. Jennifer Allwood. She's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's got Mm -hmm. a great podcast. Go follow her Facebook page. She's super fun. And she's great on Instagram stories. You've got to follow her there because she's just, (laughs) she's just awesome and totally raw and real. Uh, also Christy Wright. Yeah, Christy Wright from Business Boutique. Um, She's with the Dave Ramsey team. um, And that woman is incredible. She knows her stuff. She's an amazing coach and mentor. And she, the materials that they have put out, helped her to produce uh, through Business Boutique are phenomenal. I've got the Business Boutique book right here on my shelf. I think, yeah, I remember it sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just, there's so much good stuff and I could, I could go on for days because I have a ton, but those two in particular, I love both of their podcasts and just hearing from them, being reminded, following their social media, because I I want social media that's going to be encouraging and uplifting and keep me pointed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. Then I like asking this question just because, but um, what does abandoning average mean to you? Oh, there's so many, (laughs) there's so many, but I'm going to go with it just with my gut, with what came to mind first. And that is that I'm called out and set apart for a work that is unique 
that is unique even to me, even if someone else, which I know several wonderful women who work, who are Christian counselors who work with women with uh, health, you know, related concerns, like that's their main specialty, but even they do it differently and uniquely than I do. And so abandoning average means for me, not only on that spiritual side, not only on that business side of owning the unique worth that God's just woven into my life, but then also just for our family and our lifestyle, abandoning average. My husband and I were looking at each other last night going, do we need to, do we need to sell the TV? Is that something we need to do? Because, (laughs) because we just, we, we know we're called out for something different. We know that he has an incredible work for us to do and we don't want any distractions. Um, And ultimately we decided to keep the TV because we love family movie night. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but really limiting, you know, and putting healthy boundaries around things mm-hmm. just so that we're not distracted so that we can really stay focused mm-hmm. on our purpose and the calling that God has for us. So that for me is abandoning average is just owning who I am and being completely bold, being bold and saying, you know, I have a $5 million giving goal and I have no idea how I'm going to get there, but we're going to get there. But here we go. <laughs> <That's amazing> <laughs> for me. Oh, um, then where can people find you? Like social media pages, websites, anything like that? Where oh, are you? Where all are you the things. Um, website is marlastanley.com. Uh, I try to keep it really simple. So Instagram is Marla Stanley at Marla Stanley. <laughs> uh, Facebook, you can find me on my public page. I've got a public profile set up and that is at Coach Marla Stanley. That is my Facebook page. Those are the main ways that you'll get in touch with me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I love having you guys here and I'm just so grateful for all of your support and everything that you've been doing to be able to support this podcast. Thank you to the people who have already left reviews. And if you haven't, go ahead and just hit pause right now and go ahead and leave a review in iTunes. It helps us so much to be able to rank up and get this into more people's hands who need to be able to hear this message. And that is what I'm all about is being able to share this with as many people as possible. So I thank you guys so much. I hope you have a fantastic day and we'll see you all at another episode.